Can you guys hear me? Sorry, hold on. 32 super fans. I, I couldn't understand a word that was said. Every angle of the NFL covered. You fired up for that, man? Huh? This. We on go time. We, we still on go. Hold on, hold on. The name of the hurricane is Hurricane. This is Next Fan Up. We're live, bro. This is the end of the road. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final podcast for the 2021 NFL season of Next Fan Up. I am James, your Eagles fan, uh, joined again this week by MJ, our Falcons fan. Um, and, and it's been quite a roller coaster of a year. And we did have a game on Sunday. We're not going to linger too much on. Uh, but before we get started, a bit of house cleaning. Uh, you can reach us via email at nextfanup at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter at nextfanup. MJ, sir, how, how are you? How are you doing? How's your week been since last we spoke? I am actually doing pretty good. The week has been excellent. Um, I'm looking forward to the weekend. And the only downside is there's no more football to watch. There's always football I mean, to talk about, but there's no more football to watch. And well, there's no more. Sad. There's no more NFL to watch. There is a spring league starting up in a couple of weeks. The USFL. We don't know oh, what to that's expect. Right. Or I not. forgot about that. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. I completely forgot that was happening this year. It, it, it is happening this year. Um, I, I, I doubt we go into it too much. Ho- hopefully, it is um, entertaining at the very least. Um, well, let's go ahead and get started with the big thing that happened over this past week. Um, something called the Super Bowl, number 56, <laughs> uh, between the Bengals and the Rams. The Rams, in case you were hiding under a rock since we last broadcasted, ultimately triumphed 23-20 in what was overall a very good game. Uh, MJ, you did want to say something before we dove into introspectives of yes. the game. I want to issue a correction for an incorrect stat that I gave last week. I was misreading the stat. I said that Joe Burrow would have entered um, a club of three of quarterbacks who won the Heisman, College National Championship, and a Super Bowl, and I was incorrect in that. He would join a – had the Bengals won, it would have been the three Joes, Namath, Montana, and Burrow, quarterbacks who won the college national championship and a Super Bowl, and Burrow would have been the singular member of the 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 group of Heisman winning Super Bowl and national championship. So I just wanted to make sure, and I issued that correction because I was incorrect on how I reported it last week. Ah, no worries. We, we all make mistakes over here. Um, appreciate that. Um, what did you think of the game overall? Um, I, I will say I was thoroughly entertained from top to bottom. Um, the 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 Bengals pretty much, I won't say they played the way I expected, but they didn't play the way they had been playing in their previous three playoff games where they uh, pretty much barnstormed their opponents in the second half. Uh, they had a quick strike on the first snap of the second half, and then um, – Aaron Donald did Aaron Donald things. <laughs> <laughs> that he did, that he did. Um, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, I had no real dog in this fight. So all I wanted was a good game of football. And that is exactly what we got. Minus some, quote, minus some shenanigans towards the end of the game by the officials. It was shenanigans a, started early, sir. <laughs> well, okay, they did, but the shenanigans that I think were probably more influential were towards the end of the game. But no, you're absolutely right. The shenanigans did start early. Um, but other than that, overall, an excellent game. Um, I was, I'm, 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 I was disappointed. I shouldn't say disappointed. Saddened to see Odell Beckham go down the way that he did, considering mm-hmm. I think this is his, what, third um, torn ACL, if I'm not mistaken? I think second, and, but third significant knee injury. 
Okay, so, uh, that's what it is. Third significant knee injury, second ACL. Um, I, that that was saddening to me because I really wanted to see what he would have done for the entire game. Um, but yeah, overall, excellent game of football. I was just sad to see him go down. Um, I I'm not sure I'm proud that <laughs> I was correct in the Rams winning, um, but I am happy to have seen. Aaron Donald get his Super Bowl ring because that man works his butt off from sunup to sundown, and he deserves this win probably more than anybody else on that Rams team. Not just that Rams defense, but that Rams team. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. I believe Donald's, what, 10, 12-year veteran in the NFL, I mean, he he suffered through the Jeff Fisher days <laughs> towards the end at and when the team was still in St. Louis. So uh, he's yeah. been there for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely understand the sentiment of everyone being happy for Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, look, the, the you, you like to say the Bengals are young. They'll get back here. But, I mean, they play in a very loaded loaded AFC um the bills are going to be around for a while their division is going to remain tough whether the steelers are competitive next season or not but i mean they i mean people seem to forget they were swept by the browns this year um even though they did sweep the ravens they did struggle with them the chiefs are not going anywhere um the chargers are probably an up and coming team uh, the Titans, if they can ever get their quarterback situation right, could be pr- a problem going forward. So it, it is a very loaded AFC. And you like to say, well, the Bengals will be back next year. Not always the case. Um, referees, I, I think, is my only downside of this game. Is one of my two big takeaways from this game. One, the refs uh, definitely missed the offensive pass interference on the 75 yard touchdown pass to uh, Higgins to open up the second half. Um, again, the, the Bengals never even got remotely. I mean, they, they crossed midfield once and then penalties took them out of field goal range uh, that could have ultimately maybe made the game a little bit more out of reach for the Rams to come back. But um, Cooper cup, I, I, I look, for everyone who says that Aaron Donald should have won Super Bowl MVP, I'm not knocking that, but you all have to understand that this is a offensive driven league. The media loves to cling to offensive players in the Super Bowl. Um, I think if they could have found a way, they would have found some way to try to give this award undeservingly to Matt Stafford, who for all intents and purposes, I don't care how well he played down the stretch still looked like the Matthew Stafford who played in Detroit with his two interceptions. Um, one, the first one, definitely his fault. The second one, not so much because the receiver he was throwing to was in for Odell Beckham after his injury. Definitely feel bad for Beckham. Um, he did catch a touchdown pass early in the game. Um, so, I mean, at least he got that highlight in um, the big, The big thing that I think a lot of people are upset with, like you said, the final two minutes of the game, all the flags that came that from the outside looking in, if you had no dog in this fight, you probably think the fix was in and somebody really wanted the Rams to win the game. Um, The the final drive where the Rams scored a touchdown, there were at least before that pivotal third and goal call with a uh, call holding on the linebacker covering Cooper Cup. Play should have been blown dead at the uh, at the snap because everybody but the center moved before the ball was snapped. And that wasn't the only time on that drive that happened. Uh, there were at least two other occasions on that drive where both tackles moved before the ball was snapped. And, it sh- you know, there should have been multiple false starts on that drive alone. Then, of course, you had the unnecessary roughness calls on Cooper Cup uh, for uh, the defenders in the end zone hitting Cooper Cup late or helmet to helmet. Um, it, it, it was just a parade of penalties on that final Rams possession that ultimately took away from 
for me anyway, took away from being uninvested in the game to being invested for fairness more than anything else. Uh, and, and the the whether the flags are warranted or not and should have been thrown or not as discussion for another time. I mean, they, they've been dissected ad nauseum this week. We're not going to go into any further detail here, but re- referees tend to interject themselves at the most inopportune time in the games that we are all watching with bated breath, especially when we have no dog in this fight. So um, yeah. hopefully wh- whatever the competition des- the committee decides this off season, they got to get a sky judge. I, look, owners may not want it. The commissioner may not want it. They need a sky judge. They need somebody up there in that booth to say, hey, that wasn't a flag, or hey, you should have thrown this flag on this play because you missed something. I get it. Yeah. The referees are human. They're going to miss things. They can't catch everything. I understand that. But some things are so egregious that you can't not make this call or you have to make this call. Like th- things can't go any further. And, and, and there's been a cry for a, another official preferably in the booth with some type of power ever since the NFC championship between the Rams and the Saints several years ago. So I, I think it, it, this may be the it, off season where that actually happens. It looks like they were experimenting with it this postseason because there were a number of times in various playoff games where officials stopped play because something came in from upstairs and they caught either a false start, offsides, whatever have you. But those are more so minor infractions just before the snap of the ball. It Whether they expand it to pass interference, offensive, defensive, holding on either side of the ball remains to be seen. But competition committee is definitely going to have their hands full. Um, this yeah. Hopefully we get that sky judge this offseason. Considering how frequently they will go to New York and let New York make the decision on a call, there's, I, I don't understand how this hasn't happened already. For one thing, if you've got that additional person or persons watching, one of the complaints I've always heard is how penalties, or not necessarily, I'm sorry, not necessarily penalties, but all of the review slows down the game. My thing is, is if you've got that person or persons up in the booth watching and looking at things, in my opinion, that could definitely help minimize some of the extra time that's being put into these reviews. Because while, yes, you probably still have to stop the game, you can start reviewing sooner. At least I would think you could start reviewing sooner than what we're seeing on the field as it is now but something has definitely got to be done because, yeah, we definitely need uh, an additional person or persons looking at the saying, nope, keep playing. That wasn't what you thought. Just, just keep going. Don't even bother stopping. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, and like you said, if, if, you know, to your point, if there was a, some type of sky judge or some type of official in the booth who had as much power as the officials on the field, there would be no need to say, all right, we're going to look at this because that person in the booth is already looking at it. And yeah, to those who are complaining about, well, replay slows down the game. Replay is a necessary tool. Whether it slows down the game or not, how you feel about that, would you rather the game keep going or would you rather the call be right? I prefer the call to be right. Yeah, the downside is it may slow down the game, but I'd rather the call be right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's just my two cents. But again, congratulations to the Rams. Cooper Cup MVP. Congratulations, Aaron Donald. Uh, again, for everyone who thinks he should have been MVP, he would have needed a monster stat line of like at least three sacks and maybe a forced fumble to get Super Bowl MVP. And while he played great and caused disruption and what he did doesn't show up in a stat sheet for the most part, I mean, his effect on the game is undeniable. I, I would never uh, say say that, you know, he was taken out of the game anyway. I mean, he he basically dictated how pressure was sent after Joe Burrow um, and for the Cincinnati Bengals, your offseason's top priority should be revamping that offensive line because, my gosh, this man was sacked 15 times in four postseason games. Uh, excuse me, 15 times in three games coming into the Super Bowl. 
uh, and nine in one game. So, yeah, they, they need that offensive line fixed. Definitely. All right. Uh, that's all for the Super Bowl. Uh, the calendar schedule is, is, is for between now and the draft is as follows. February 22nd is the first day to designate franchise and transition tags. Uh, the scouting combine takes place between March 1st through 7th. The deadline for franchise and transitional tags is March 8th. The, and I'm using air quotes here, legal tampering period, which is the negotiating period for pended unrestricted free agents, is March 14th through 16th. Then at March 16th at 4 p.m., free agent deals can be signed and trades can be officially consummated. The annual league meetings take place between March 27th through March 30th. Uh, on April 4th, teams with new head coaches can begin off-season conditioning programs. So those are the nine teams that replace the guys at the top. The remainder of the teams can begin off-season conditioning programs on April 18th. April 22nd is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign offer sheets. April 27th is the deadline for teams to exercise the right of first refusal on restricted free agents. And April 28th through April 30th is the NFL draft, which will take place this year in Las Vegas, Nevada. So um, we're going to start here with that period. Uh, beginning March 16th, where free agency deals can be signed and trades can be officially consummated. And a couple of our super fans have written us things here as far as what they expect for their uh, teams via free agency. And we're going to start with Monty, our Raiders uh, fan, and says Raiders free agency sounds like Carr is going to get some of that Jared Goff money. So Nick and Ken will get to make fun of me for the entire summer. So I got that going for me. The internet can't get enough of the Raiders needing a big name wide receiver, but I think that cornerback and guard are the biggest needs. I expect Hayward to walk. So I would not be surprised if the Raiders make a run at JC Jackson. I also would not uh, hate giving some money to Brandon Sheriff. If that would irritate Mr. Neil Kuyper Jr. Probably don't have the money to make a run at Godwin, but if Mr. Allen Robinson would like to continue to have the excuse of never having played with an elite QB, come on down. Uh, although, think of all the jokes Greg could make if the Raiders brought in Juju. <laughs> uh, Brian, our Green Bay fan here, says, ultimately, I want to see Rodgers, Adams, and Jair back. Uh, whatever we have to do to make that happen is worth it to me. Devontae, Think we have to bring him back. 12 probably won't come back without him. Even if 12's gone, throwing love to the Wolves seems like GM malpractice. At worst, we should tag and trade him to get some value out of his departure. Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, as much as I like to keep these guys, our cap situation and their high level of play probably means they're going to price themselves out of Green Bay. The receiver group, Cobb, MVS, Equiminus St. Brown, uh, they're all unrestricted free agents. Think they're all just guys. Bring them back if it's cheap. Let them walk. If not, Lazard is a restricted free agent. Anticipate he'll be back on the second round tender. So um, let's pause here for those two of the four that we got. Um, which team do you think, uh, MJ, between the Raiders and the Packers, has, I don't know, the, the better offseason um, from this point looking forward uh, going into next season as we stand right now? As we stand right now, I'm probably leaning towards the Raiders. Um, if the Packers decide to get rid of Rodgers, then I'm leaning more in their direction. But as of right now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the Raiders having the better – being in a better position. All right, so, well, do we think the Packers get rid of Rodgers? Do we think Rodgers forces his way out of Green Bay? Or do we think somebody makes the Packers an offer they can't refuse for Rodgers? Personally, I think Rodgers forces his way out of Green Bay. 
because he 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 knowingly and I can't I can't put it all on him, but he knowingly put the Packers organization in a pretty odd predicament this season with his um what was it? How did he word it? He's immunized. His immunization, Packers, yeah. Which yeah, had nothing Packers to do with his vaccination. <laughs> Right, but the organization went right along with it, so they've got a hand in this as well. Of course. But I, I think that is going to be a major component of him forcing his way, him forcing his way out of being in Green Bay. Um, and plus, there were some rumors about him buying property in Tennessee, and there's rumors of there being potential interest in Denver, but again, these are all rumors. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Um, so if, well, if, if, if those, go ahead. The Denver rumor, remember, started with them hiring their new head coach, who is formerly the offensive coordinator of the Packers. And it is widely believed and speculated um, by almost every insider for every major football outlet that that hire was solely done to sway a trade with Green Bay to acquire Rodgers. It was the only reason he got. And again, this is speculation. It's all speculative, but the word is the only reason he got that job is his connection to Rodgers because the Broncos want Rodgers as their QB. If they didn't think that there was a chance they could get Rodgers, this man probably wouldn't have been hired as the Broncos' new sick uh, head coach. Good point. Good point. So, and again, that's the speculation. There is nothing to confirm that, but considering how this this year's coaching carousel went, I would not be the least bit surprised if any proof came out to corroborate that as being true. Yeah. Uh, Pat Verchance... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, no I was going to say, which if that does happen, they get Tim out of Green Bay, which in, which then puts Green Bay in a better position because then I don't I don't know what their cap, situ- cap situation is, but you have to imagine not re-signing Rodgers gives them a whole lot of money to spread around somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. That, that definitely, um, you know, gives them more flexibility to do things but you know they the the packers as of now are 50 million over the cap <laughs> as we stand at this moment so um here i was thinking my falcons 5.9 was a lot <laughs> no 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 you, you you can easily finagle around 5.9 million dollars uh, i didn't realize they were 50 million over the cap wow. oh yeah Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So uh, they, 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 they've got some, some work to do, uh, finagling things around. Uh, Pat Verchance, our Patriots fan, uh, sends us number one priority: making sure the offensive coach Bryant, uh, wait, the offensive coach Brain Drain doesn't affect the development of Mac Jones. It's clear the Patriots got themselves a QB with some potential. He still has more growth to do, and his development will be hindered by the exit of not only Josh McDaniels, but a number of the offensive assistants that McDaniels stole with him in Vegas. Please don't sign Adam Gase as OC. Uh, I think Adam Gase has probably made himself persona non grata for a while in the NFL, though some idiot will hire him in three years. Uh, Offensive players, the biggest issue here after an offseason of spending is keeping the offensive line intact. Ted Karras took over at left guard for the second year. Uh, player Michael Onwenu, rookie of the year candidate last year. But he's better suited at right tackle, where Trent Brown is now a free agent. Let Brown go. Put Onwenu back at tackle. Resign Karras, who is a backup center. I really believe this offense is really only one playmaker away. And my playmaker, I'm talking about a Devontae Adams or a healthy Chris Godwin. Neither of those two things are going to happen in 2022. So the Patriots will need to find a top wide receiver choice somewhere else. But if you did pair one of them with Hunter Henry, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne, now there's a nice receiving core around Jones. Pat's running backs are young and have no issues there. 
defensive players, this is where the real issue for the Patriots arise. J.C. Jackson is the Patriots' number one corner and is a free agent. Letting him go would be a huge hit to the coverage as the depth after him is slot corner Jonathan Jones coming back uh, from a major leg injury and Jalen Mills who can't cover a twin-size bed with a king-size blanket. Uh, let's not forget <laughs> that Devin McCourty... <laughs> He's not lying. I, look, if you listen to the I show know, over the last still, five years, you would know how much I've railed against Jalen Mills being in the NFL. Um, no, I know. I just I love that compare that analogy. Let's not forget that Devin McCourty is closer to the end of his career than the beginning and a free agent. Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar are fine safeties, but as they move up, depth will need uh, will be needed behind them. The entire linebacking core seemingly are free agents. Headlined by old-timers Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins. Jawan Bentley is also a free agent. While not a cover-type middle linebacker, he's a big-hitting run-stuffer. Uh, on the Oh, the Patriots struggled with stopping the run. Oh, okay, you can see where this leads. The D-line is young, and they could use another big body to help out Christian Barmore in the middle, but otherwise should be okay. Defense has to be the priority this offseason and in the draft. Linebacker in particular. I love to see either Devin Lloyd or Nicole B. Dean fall to the Pats. A lot of mocks right now have Lloyd falling that far. I'll bet our draft expert will say there's no chance. I don't think so either. Pats pick 21, and those linebackers are listed as top 15 players on most of these idiot experts' boards. Just saying, if you rank the guy higher, I don't care what the needs are above that. They aren't falling all the way to 21. Uh, what do we think about Pats Patriots? <laughs> I don't well, know Sarge, I will say he's else? right. They do need another playmaker on offense. Oh, yeah, no, they definitely do. But I know I would have – they definitely do need another playmaker on offense. Um, but, you know, I don't know if there's anything we need to add to that one. <laughs> I'm in complete agreement. Yeah, J.C. Jackson's going to hurt. I, I think the two biggest things to take away from that um, is how they develop Mac Jones now going forward since – no one really expected Josh McDaniel's name to be in the mix for any head coaching position. And he leaves to take the Raiders job. And like Pat said, took basically half the offensive staff with him to LA. I mean, excuse me, to uh, Vegas. So I still can't get over that. I mean, look, if you listen to the show and the write-ups this year, Pat pretty much was staunch on Mac Jones being the guy like, he he can be the guy they built the offense around. Um, will he develop into uh, Pro Bowl caliber talent? Remains to be seen. But for his rookie season, very solid. Um, was the caretaker they needed him to be even as a rookie. What's that? That's a whole lot of development, though. It, it I is. I mean, again, not to say that it can't happen, but that's that's a lot. It very well is, but hey, look, if they find the right person to head up their offense in place of uh, McDaniels, they'll be okay. They tap the wrong guy and problems. Yeah. All right, now, um, our Chiefs fan, Nick, uh, Chiefs going to 2022 with a little over $3 million in cap room. And two big free agent decisions to make with left tackle Orlando Brown and free safety Honey Badger set to hit the market. There's probably enough wiggle room to keep both by converting Mahomes' salary to a bonus, especially cutting or restructuring defensive end Frank Clark's deal. They also could franchise one of them. More likely Brown for a better negotiating position for a longer-term deal. I'm a little surprised that Tyron Matthew isn't already extended. But Veach has almost never brought back a top-tier veteran over 30. Honey Badger crosses that age Rubicon in May. If for some reason they don't bring back Matthew, I'd like them to go hard at Cincy Safety Jesse Bates because if they're going to continue investing in nothing, if they're going to continue investing nothing in this quarterback room, they at least need a solid safety to hold things together to keep things from degenerating further i'd like them to find a way to keep cornerback Sharchavius ward in town other than that please for the love of all that is holy 
I need the Chiefs to bring in a solid wide receiver too. Juju, injured OBJ, don't care. They need someone there for when defensive coordinators are able to take Hill and Kelsey away. I'm happy with how Pringle and Hardman are now developing, but I don't want to leave anything to chance next year. The fact that the Chiefs' last offensive series in the overtime of the AFC Championship game went incomplete to Demarcus Robinson, incomplete to Demarcus Robinson, interception on ball forced to heal and double coverage is seared in my mind. Bates being the one that tipped the pass into an interception, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think Nick needs any more firepower on offense. I hear what he's saying. He definitely wants another go-to person in the offense outside of Hill and Kelsey. Um, losing Matthew would definitely hurt as far as holding that secondary together because they were exposed by both the Bills and the Bengals in the divisional and championship round. Um, especially in the playoffs, their, their corners have to get better. And, and I get it. Those are probably two of the best receiving cores in the league, but y you can't give up yardage like that um, to your opposition. Sometimes sacks are generated by the coverage, allowing the deep holding up so the defensive line can get to the quarterback, not just the defensive line going full out, knocking, you know, hot knife like yeah. butter through uh the offensive line uh any insight uh from you mj one i did not realize honey badger was 30. yeah that is well he just, will be in, in I, may I, right i didn't i didn't realize he i i honestly didn't realize he'd been in the league that long um yeah and yeah um but yeah no that's that's not a feeling. No, I got nothing for this one. <laughs> All right. So th those are the four teams we got write-ups for. Um, what about our teams? Let's start with you, MJ. Uh, offensive, defensive, future predictions for this offseason. Wh who do you want to keep? Who do you think is going to leave? So the Falcons have a slew of unrestricted free agents. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to go down the list of every single one. I'm going to highlight the ones that I need to see re-signed and in Falcons jerseys. Um, but like I said, we're, we're only 5.9 over cap space. So through some restructuring and a few releases, um, one of the projected numbers we can get to is about, is around 40 million in cap space. And with that 40 million, I need to see running back Cordero Patterson, wide receiver Russell Gage, um i need to see who else was i thinking about um steven means played outside linebacker um foyer aluakon definitely needs to come back on the defense he is probably the second most important in my opinion the second most important person on that defense behind grady jared um fabian moreau isaiah oliver uh, both of them play cornerback. Then you've got safety, Deron Harmon. I need Morstead, the punter, and Josh Harris, the long snapper, to come back. Um, everybody else who's an unrestricted free agent, I, they were not – their contributions to the team were not significant. Um, and in my mind, if your contributions were not significant, we can, A, easily let you go, and, B, that means you do not fit in with the new defensive scheme that Pease is trying to get set up with the Falcons. Um, the one thing I would like to see them do um, this off season is either through free agency or in the draft. Now I, have, I also do have to say, we'll probably get Josh Rosen will probably be re-signed as um as a backup, but the rumors around town have been that Matt Ryan is working with um, Fontenot and Smith through the transition. So I'm wondering if we're going to see the Falcons draft a quarterback or look for a quarterback through um, free agency. Um, but like I said, considering we've got around 40 or 
should have around $40 million to play with. And with all of the other unrestricted free agents, we won't be bringing back. I definitely think that's something that the Falcons can look to do. Whether or not they'll pull the trigger and do it, we'll see. Um, I, one of my biggest issues with the Falcons has, has been – I don't want to say a culture of winning, a culture of not winning, but that whole we never pull the trigger at the right moment, which is why I say with with this list, um, I would say of all the names that I just gave you, if you double that, let me see this one, one, two, three, if you not just double, but maybe two and a half times that list, that gives you the total number of free agents unrestricted that we can just let go. And I say, let them go, pull the trigger, resign the ones that I went down the list, and make some off-season moves in the quarterback position because Ryan's getting old. He's not going to be there forever. True, true. Uh, how did you feel about Fowler being cut earlier this week? Um, no love lost. He <laughs> was he this, this year. He wasn't. I, he wasn't very productive this year. Um, I don't, I don't see a reason to hold on to him. Because he's, right. this, this was, Fowler is 28, 29, 30. He's getting there. I, yeah, no. Release him, let him go. Um, take that roster spot and do something else with it. All right. Um, so the Eagles are in to say that we're in a unique situation is uh understatement we have three uh first round draft picks which honestly don't ask me what we're doing um i honestly don't know uh we we pick 15th 16th 19th overall in the first round i don't expect us to stay there i expect us to move up in some way shape or form because looking at our free agency list it's not that big a deal um with any of these players going or staying um the big names steven nelson the cornerback opposite darius slay he could leave i won't care because he was pretty much you might as well name him toast he 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 gave up more <laughs> catches than I've seen any quarterback in Eagles history give up not named Jalen Mills. Um, wow. Granted, he did get better down the stretch, but if he had played the last three weeks of the regular season, um, well, let me phrase that. If he had played the first 14 games the way he did the last three, maybe – just maybe the defense would have been a tad bit better, but he, he's a liability. Um, he, he, he's not a physical guy. He, he's basically a zone corner and the Eagles look for, for all their faults and how much I've been lamenting this defensive coaching staff. I, I hope they change some things in the off season. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan's probably not coming back. That was a one year rental. He's 33, probably going to retire. Um, Derek Barnett is interesting. He's 25. Um, he's coming off uh, probably his worst year in Philadelphia. Uh, he was drafted pretty much the year we won the Super Bowl, recovered the fumble that game on Tom Brady that was forced by, uh, by uh, Brandon Graham. And he pretty much has declined every single season since his rookie year. And we don't know how it seems like the, the, the defensive staff doesn't know how to make him better um, unless he's proud going up against inferior talent. And th this is not the league that you can do that. Uh, Rotten McLeod is 31. That's going to be a coin flip, whether he stays or goes between him and Anthony Harris. I see one, but not both of them coming back. Nate Herbig is definitely coming back. He's young. He provides depth in the offensive line, especially since no one knows what's going on with Jason Kelsey. Uh, he has a this year of his con. This is the final year of his contract coming up from the extension he signed last year, which is a two year deal. So this has a void year option if he decides to retire. 
I, I feel like if he can squeeze out one more year, it would definitely help that offensive line, especially young talent, because Brandon Brooks did ultimately retire. And we we, we need more veterans on that line if possible. Um, so he, he would definitely help out a lot. Uh, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, the running backs, I would definitely prefer at least one of these guys coming back. They provide a different dynamic from our lead back in Miles Sanders. Uh, definitely change of pace. Boston Scott is also the more versatile of the two because he also helps out as a returner in special teams. Uh, Howard is a good thumper in between the tackles, uh, not so much in the receiving game but provided great rushing numbers when Miles Sanders was hurt in the middle of the year. So I would definitely like to see him back. And finally, Greg Ward. Um, look, a- after Devontae Smith, our best wide receiver is Greg Ward. And I get that he's tw- 26 years old and they want the current staff wants to push all the rookies. But um, yeah, the, the, the young guys aren't ready for this. They, they just aren't. Quez Watkins and um, a receiver who I'm purposely forgetting his name right now because he costed a game against the Giants because he played like freaking Nelson Aguilar. Uh, it, it's th- these guys are not number twos. They're, they're just not. Um, they're young. They're raw. Nothing's. Not, we're not getting anything out of them. Jalen Rager is the name I'm trying not to say. Um, but I'd rather have Greg Ward and have him challenge Watkins and Rager for the number two spot at this point if we don't somehow acquire a veteran number two to help out Devontae Smith. Um, I I would Honestly, I would love a team to be dumb enough to give us anything for Jalen Rager. I I don't care if it's Girl Scout cookies, but um, I I don't want to see Jalen Rager in an Eagles uniform next season. I I, I really want him somewhere else. If he comes back and balls out and even has like 65 plus catches for 800 plus yards and seven touchdowns, I will shut my mouth and never speak ill of Jalen Rager ever again. But Stonehands has got to find another place to play. Um, it just can't be in Philadelphia. Um, my only other concern is Brandon Graham, who uh, tore his Achilles, I believe, week two against the Niners this season. Uh, he is rehabbing that. Whether he comes back or retires, depending on how his rehab goes, is still up in the air. So um, definitely going to keep an eye on that. I would definitely love him back because, again, Derek Barnett has not stepped up the way we hoped he would have. And uh, I would definitely like to see Hassan Ridgeway resign because he provides depth behind Hargrave and Cox on that defensive line. Um, great three-man rotation there at defensive tackle. So that's the Eagles offseason, as I hope it goes um, for the players that I think probably will or won't be back. But definitely I would love to see um, I would love to see Ridgeway, McLeod, Ward and either Scott or Howard come back along with uh, Nate Herbig. Um, Those are the players I would definitely love to see come back. Again, it doesn't have to be both Howard and Scott. It can be one or the other, uh, depending on what the cap situation looks like with whatever free agents we decide to go after. I I know that there's talk that um, the Eagles are floating the idea around of packaging all three first round picks to send to Seattle for Russell Wilson. I don't see that happening, Um, especially not to only get three years out of him when we still have um, Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal after he proved that he can play in this league, uh, provided the coaches develop him properly and stop having him throw 40-plus times, you know, trying to get him to throw the ball 40-plus times a game with these crazy passing combinations that don't seem to work they just need to lean on Miles Sanders in the offensive line. That's a, that's the strength of his offense. And the defensive coordinator, I'm actually sad he didn't get hired somewhere else so we can get a competent defensive coordinator in there to call defense because his coverage plan is not working. Um, this defense is better when it's aggressive, not when it sits back and let things happen. Um, so do we trade up in the draft? Probably. Hopefully to get one of these young stud linebackers coming out because that is a glaring need. And, and both first round picks, or at least however many first round picks we have left after the three due to whatever moves are made, one needs to be on a linebacker, one needs to be on a cornerback. So, uh, Neil, 
our Washington. Be- before 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 you do that, I got one quick question Go on ahead. that that potential that potential Russell Wilson deal. Do you not see Russ leaving Seattle, or do you not see Philly packaging those wide receivers to try and get him? One, no one wants our wide receivers. The only receiver anybody wants from Philadelphia is Devontae Smith. They're not getting them. Um, it, it would take the three draft picks to pry Russell Wilson out of Seattle. Would Seattle take that okay. deal? Heck yes. But considering that, you know, whether the rumors are true as far as turmoil between Russ and the front office, they say everything's copacetic. The reports say otherwise. We have months and months upon months to figure everything out. So, you know, roughly four to six weeks, we'll soon find out. Yeah, this is a good point. But Neil, our Washington fan, is our resident draft Nick. So um, he'll, he'll have to hit me up with the big names at both linebacker and cornerback in this year's draft as far as who my Eagles should be looking for. All right. Um, if we didn't cover your team, don't blame us. <laughs> blame your fan representative for not writing anything to us uh, <laughs> to go over. Uh, th- but uh, aside from Russ and um, Rogers, because though we we I won't say we assume, but we speculate that they may not be back with their respective teams come week one of the 2022 season um other names that may be on the move odell beckham jr is a free agent uh he has a super bowl ring uh there was a rumor going you know throughout the playoffs that he does have a couple of uh teams that he would definitely like to play for uh if he doesn't come back to la so we'll see what la does because i mean They've been playing Russian roulette with the salary cap for the last four years, acquiring free agents and foregoing draft picks uh, just to get the talent to do what they just did this past Sunday, which is win a Super Bowl. Whether they can repeat and retain all that talent and still, you know, play Monopoly, if you will, with uh, the salary cap remains to be seen. Uh, Any other names out there that uh, potentially might hit free agency that you're looking at, uh, MJ? Um, not really, honestly. Um, I had the the one that has seemed a little interesting, and I heard some on some of the uh, talk radio stations down here is the possibility of the Falcons trying to go after Odell Beckham. Um, I don't know how good of an idea that is, considering three severe knee injuries, but it's something to think about, especially if we don't hold on to Calvin Ridley. Um, If we do hold on to Calvin Ridley, I see no reason to be looking at wide receivers. Um, At that point, if we hold on to Calvin Ridley, we really need to be focusing on, in my opinion, the defensive front line. But, yeah, no, I've got no names that immediately jump out at me. Well, you mentioned Ridley. Aaron Donald wanted to come play in Atlanta for a couple years to end his career, but, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can definitely hold your breath on that one. Not happening. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so here's some names, some key names that are free agents at the wide receiver position. Allen Robinson of the Bears. Uh, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. Devontae Adams of the Packers. Will Fuller of the Dolphins. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster from Steelers. T.Y. Hilton of the Colts. Manuel Sanders of the Bills, A.J. Green of the Cardinals. We mentioned Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Byron Pringle of the Chiefs, uh, Mike Williams of the Chargers, Sammy Watkins of Ravens, your Cordero Patterson of the Falcons, who might as well be wide receiver slash running back. Um, Christian Kirk of the Cardinals is a free agent. So is Mohamed Sanu. Uh, so th- there are former, some former Falcon, former Falcon, Muhammad Sanu. Th- there are some names out here of guys. Um, now I-, I will say that Adams is 30 years old, so that may sway some people away. As is T.Y. Hilton is 33, Sanders is 35, AJ Green is 34. Um, mm-hmm. quite a few of these guys are in their late 20s 
early 30s, but those are the biggest names uh, out there looking at this uh, free agency class of wide receivers. And, and look, I, I get that teams always trying to find that one guy in free agency, a wide receiver to help out, but it does help if they're probably on the right side of 30 as opposed to being over it. Right. So, I mean, th- th- this is definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. There are definitely names out there. But like mm-hmm. I said, if we keep Ridley, I don't think we need to be looking at any big name wide receivers per se. I mean, don't get me wrong. It couldn't hurt to get, you know, a, a good veteran to come in in that slot receiver spot or maybe just to have some depth. But again, if Calvin Ridley comes, if Calvin Ridley, um, or let me rephrase that, when Calvin Ridley works through what he's dealing with currently, if we if we can hold on to him, I'm good with um, Sharp, Ridley, Gage, and Pitts. I mean, granted, Kyle Pitts isn't a true wide receiver, but he is part of the wide receiver core. Um, mm-hmm. So in that regard, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I do like the idea of AJ Green in a Falcons uniform. AJ Green has <laughs> always he's always he's always been a player I've liked. I I've always liked him. Um, will it actually happen? I don't know. Again, I, I also have to look at our cap space. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what kind of money those guys would want. Can we afford them? I don't know. True, true indeed, true indeed. And look, I, I, I'm looking at some of the names here that are available in free agency, and um, I, I don't know if it's going to be as active as it was last year. I don't see any big things happening with quarterbacks, like I said, outside of Rodgers and Wilson. Those would be the two. Those would be the two biggest dominoes that get everything else started. Um, quarterbacks of note worth mentioning: uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Andy Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky are all free agents uh, as their contracts have run out. So uh, it'll it'll be quite interesting to see uh, how many teams decide to go in a new direction uh, with these guys on the market or if any of these guys get jobs as clipboard holders at the very least. So, um, yeah, that that uh, that March 16th, 4 p.m., 14th to 16th, actually, when a lot of the deals will initially be signed, that that'll be a target date. And, um, you know, we'll definitely uh, keep our eyes peeled on that. Uh, MJ, any thoughts, final thoughts on the season as a whole as we wrap up here? Um. Just that it was a good season of football. Um, that 17th game was, I'm just going to go ahead and call it the 17th game was influential in the season, panning out the way that it did. And I'm just going to claim it so that my prediction from the beginning of the season turns out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and since there's no, and since, and since it's one, it would be, even if you disagreed with me, it's a vote of one to one. There's no one here to break the tie. So I can say it and be okay. <laughs> That's your story. You sticking to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. O- overall, I-, I think the 17th or the, yeah, the 17th game, um, it was inevitable. Um I-, I think it did throw a wrench in a lot of teams plans as far as you know preparations because some teams look there were teams that flat out quit in week 18 the 17th game of the season there there were if you watched around the league you you saw which teams are actually playing for pride and you know aside from the teams that are already clinched playoff spots which teams are just out there going through the motions um yeah it, it, it was fairly evident but that that's the deal with every final game of the season unless there's playoff seating or a spot on the line into the big dance. Um, I, look, ultimately, the Rams almost eliminated themselves 
because the only reason they had to play the Niners in the NFC Championship game is because they lost to the Niners in the last game of the season, which allowed the Niners into the playoffs. Had they beaten the Niners in the last game of the season, ultimately, look, it didn't matter. But if they had beaten the Niners, the Saints would have been in the playoffs. What's up, boy? So this goes to show you how one game can ultimately make a huge, huge difference. Um, I, I will say that with Roethlisberger and Brady retiring, um, that pretty much makes Rodgers and Wilson the elder statesmen of quarterbacks in the league at this point. They they are the old heads, if you will. There there is a very um, young. There's 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 another old head you're forgetting about. Who plays for the Falcons? Okay, so yeah, so um, Rodgers and Wilson are the elder statement elite quarterback wow. head. The, di- um, the disrespect. The facts. <laughs> the disrespect. The numbers. Win a Super Bowl. Um. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey! There are plenty of Hall of Famers with no Super Bowl rings. He's not Dan Marino, or, or okay, even Jim Kelly. Okay, but there there are plenty of Hall of Famers with no Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Warren Moon. You you, you, you see what I'm getting at here? Are you are you you really gonna make me go go pull these stats up? (laughs) Do do we have do we have to play that game, James? Oh man! Oh man! Oh, uh, but also your quarterback is also not a threat to go anywhere um, or affect quarterback movement this offseason. But um, th- there are a number of young guns, mostly in the AFC. So I-, I think we're in a period where the AFC teams are pretty much going to beat up on each other for a number of years, provided all of those guys stay put. Um, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Jackson, Mahomes. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't see them going anywhere. They're, they'll be sticking around with their respective teams for a while. Well, uh, this upcoming season is the final year of Lamar Jackson's contract, and he does not yet have an extension. You know, <laughs> we welcome him in Atlanta. Uh, of course, you would, but we would you know, it's not going to happen. I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> You have better chances of getting Kyler Murray considering what's going on between him and Arizona right now. And, you know, I would be good with Kyler Murray as well. Yeah, come on down. We we got room. Come on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I think you guys need to find an actual running back who plays the position instead of converting guys from wide receiver. I didn't do that, that that's a fair assessment. However, you still need somebody to throw the ball. You you do. Still need somebody to throw the ball. So so you're absolutely right. We do need a we do need an actual you need a lot. running back. Th- th- there's a lot that's needed hey, in Atlanta. Hey, 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 hey. Calm that down. <laughs> calm that down. Did I say something that was wrong? Just calm that down. But it's is it true or not? Hey, yes or hey, no? Hey, again. So it's nice true to see Lamar Jackson oh. come to Atlanta and take over the reins. If saying. there are any Ravens fans out there, pl- please send us something so that the next time we're on, you can I, I, I can read you lambasting MJ and, and his you know pipe dream neurosis or getting players who he has no chance of acquiring. Wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look. I am all for the fantasy pipe dream every now and then when something is remotely plausible, not when there's a better chance of riding a shark through a hurricane while getting struck by lightning when pigs are flying all on the same day after you've just won the lottery. Oh, wow. That's foul, James. <laughs> that's foul. I just like to live but in I this mean, world we you, call but, reality. But... but but you are an Eagles fan, so I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at what comes out of your mouth. Hey, I, I, I am if nothing but as realistic as possible. 
realistic. Okay, is that what we're calling it? Hey, right. that's exactly what we're calling it. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. You, you know those collectibles of mine that you always eyeballing that you you, you keep talking about? Y'all just take this right here off your hands? Yeah, I'm going to get any too. chance Lamar Jackson suits up <laughs> in a Falcons uniform before 2023, you, you can have your pick. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's how confident I am you all are not getting Lamar Jackson. <laughs> okay. Now, now that MJ has piped down. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's uh I got my work cut out for me, but okay. <laughs> I can start planning. I got no problem with that. Oh gosh. In real life, not in Madden. <laughs> Let me put that out there too, because you, you'd be the one that pretty much would do that and send me a screenshot of a Madden. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's easy enough to do. Oh gosh! One final thing here. Um, so far this century, um, rounding back to the Super Bowl, at least one of the two Super Bowl teams has gone on to miss the playoffs the following season a whopping 64% of the time. 64. So since 2000, at least one of the Super Bowl participants has missed the playoffs. 64. That's two out of three chance. Not coming back. And uh, going back over the last four or five Super Bowls, um... After the Patriots and Falcons played, both made the playoffs. The next year, Eagles and Patriots, both of them made the playoffs. The next year, the Rams played the Patriots. The Rams missed the playoffs. Uh, Chiefs and Niners, the Niners missed the playoffs. Bucks and Chiefs, which was this year, both of them made the playoffs. So we'll see if either the Bengals or the Rams miss the playoffs come this time next year um any final words mj no nothing no i'm good all right so that's going to wrap it up oh actually well wait 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 sorry i do have one thing to put out there okay considering with an odd number of games no team could ever technically be at 500 how long until we get the 18th game well, we almost had a team at 500 because the Steelers tied with the Lions and the Steelers finished 9-7-1 instead of 8-8-1 eight, eight mm, okay. when they won their last game of the season. So, yeah, they, they were pretty much guaranteed 500 minimum going into the final week of the season because they went to that game against the Ravens having to, needing to win to make the playoffs. They were 8-7-1 going into that game. They end up winning to go nine, seven, and one. Had they lost, they would have been five hundred. So yeah, we had two teams that could have been five hundred this year because again, right, uh, Steelers tied yeah. the Lions. But uh, the eighteenth game is inevitable. Um, the seventeenth game is just a stepping stone to the eighteenth. The plan is to have the seventeenth game around for at least one more season. So 2023, we could get the 18th game or 2024, we can get okay. the 18th game. But uh, expect 2022 to be, if not the last season, the next to last season of a 17th game. Fair. But it's, it's, not, it's not an if, it's a win. Yeah. So... Um, that's going to wrap it up for this 2021 season. We will be all for a number of weeks uh, until free agency starts. And we'll come back to you then to talk about all the big signings, trades that go down over the first couple of weeks and to get you ready for the draft. Um, definitely want to give thanks to MJ, to Kevin, our Cowboys fan, Jared, <laughs> Our Giants fan, Nick, our Chiefs fan, Monty, our Raiders fan, Ken, our Chargers fan. Um, 
Pat, our Patriots fan who wrote in without fail every single week. Neil, our Washington fan who chimed in at the end of the season and the playoffs. To everyone, if I forgot you, I'm sorry, who jumped on air with me this season, uh, my first year hosting duties. Gratitude. Thank you very much. Look to run it back with you this fall, uh, this offseason. We will have a number of things coming towards you. Uh, again, uh, we won't be weekly during the offseason, but as things develop through free agency, the draft, um, recaps of the draft, uh, offseason workouts, may have some treats for you. Um, and uh, we'll resume week to, weekly podcasts when preseason starts in August. Um, so for MJ, I am James, your Eagles superfan, signing off. And Roger Goodell, you can do better. Trying to do the challenge of finding the mysterious pod. Is there somebody else here now? Oh, Jesus. Nice, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Get out of my face. I'm running out of breath and also out of energy. I'm going to see you later. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.